Welcome to The Power of Stories, a podcast by women, about women, and for women. Their voices and their stories. I am Sharon Catherine D'Agostino, a passionate advocate for the empowerment of women and girls everywhere and the founder of SayItForward.org. And I'm Yodit Kifle-Smith, a creative dedicated to making sure the voices and stories of women are heard. I have the privilege of working with Sharon on SayItForward.org to do just that. In this podcast, you will meet courageous women from around the world whose unique path to empowerment will leave you encouraged and inspired. We're excited to have Kate Denby joining us today from Princeton, New Jersey. Kate is a yoga and dance instructor who discovered her passion for music and movement after a long career in education. She shares this passion with women every week in her uplifting online yoga dance classes. Thank you for joining us, Kate. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Hi, Kate. Thanks again for being here. Yodit and I are so excited to talk with you today. So, Kate, you were an early storyteller who shared one of her stories at sayitforward.org. And in that beautiful and inspiring post, you talked about the importance for women who are so busy and have so many responsibilities, the importance of them taking even a moment for themselves. Tell us why that was important in your story and why you know it's important in all of ours. Well, I think that for so many women, our to-do list is impossibly long. We're always doing for others, whether it's a child or a friend or a parent or a coworker who needs a little counseling. Um, And I found myself in that role all through my 30s and 40s and well into my 50s. And it really wasn't until my 60s that I realized that that wasn't sustainable and it wasn't healthy. I first started taking a little small, like a day to myself, just going to the beach. That was so productive and fulfilling that I took three days. And then then I started taking a week for myself. Um, I, I never published it, but I wrote a book about taking a week for myself every year. And I know not all of us are able to do that, but even if you can just take a half a day for yourself, it's amazing how you can refuel and start to discover things about yourself that you you hadn't realized were even there. That's been my journey the last few years or so. When you first took the time for yourself, was that scary in the sense of like, what are others going to think? Because I know oftentimes it can feel selfish to say like, I need a time, I need time for myself or I need a day for myself. What happened in that first time that allowed you to say, all right, now it's three days and now it's a week. I could see it in people's reactions that they thought that I was being self-indulgent and selfish. It took time, but I eventually overcame that because I realized that in the end, I was going to be a much better friend, a much better partner, a much better mother and grandmother when I was able to take that time for myself and really connect with that inner uh, strength and core that so many of us lose touch with over the years because we just put everybody else first. But yes, you're right. I did have to uh, hold my ground <laughs> and just smile when people gave me that look. <laughs> and I knew what the look meant. <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for someone who, who wants to even take a few minutes for herself 
to feel better, to feel stronger, to feel more empowered? Well, one way I think is to read a favorite poet or author. You know, you can get little books that have a little daily prayer or something to think about each day. And and I I've used that over the years just to remind myself that there's more to life than all the noise and the commotion. The other thing that I, I've used over, over the years is to just make a list of what I'm grateful for. And even though I might not have as much time as I want for myself, I can take 10 minutes to recognize the beauty and the, and the gifts of the life that I'm leading. What happened for you when you transitioned out of a corporate role into a different kind of role in your work life? The first time I transitioned from corporate to a school setting, it was a revelation. It was so much fun to be around children all day rather than around adults in a very competitive corporate setting. The school that that I was working in was a a Quaker school, a friend's school, and it was a a special place. And I think I started to think about other ways of contributing professionally. That was the first transition. And then the second was when I transitioned out of the school setting into working with children with disabilities. And I think what happened to me was that I just kept going from a bigger pool to smaller and smaller pools until I was just working one-on-one tutoring children with with learning disabilities. And I found that to be the most satisfying. And when I retired, I discovered what I'm doing now, which is creating these classes for women. I've heard you reference labels, the labels that we have in our lives and how they can prevent us from recognizing what we personally need. Tell us about that. It all started when I was growing up. I had a mother who was very domineering and demanded perfection. And so I think it started there. I had to be the perfect daughter. And then when I went to school, I was always the one with my hand up. I was always the one who was, you know, first to offer to help. During my childhood, you know, I was a do-gooder and I did what I was supposed to. And then when I became, you know, a partner, it was always about, well, what do you want? When I became a mother, it was all about the children and put the children first. And then a grandmother, same thing. I just, um, and then when I went to work and had a career, I put my career first and ended up getting quite ill. I got pneumonia. I think that was my first wake up call that something was out of balance. I was very, very ill and had to take six weeks off from work. And it was a time of reflection and realized, I think sometimes when you get ill, it's your body's way of saying, hello. <laughs> time to make a change. I think I just slowly started to peel the labels off one at a time. It, it, it's, it's a process. And now I, I don't think of myself first and foremost as someone's partner or somebody's mother or grandmother. I'm Kate and, and that's good enough. I don't have to be anything more than Kate. And it's, it's taken a long time to get to that point, but I think I finally, finally there. How would you encourage people who are listening to recognize that you are more than your labels, that more than the labels that people put on you? Well, I think a good start is to start keeping a journal 
Uh, just start writing. It could be anything. It could be just writing what you see out the window or writing how you felt when you woke up or writing about a song you love and just starting there because I think we're all creative beings. We just don't know it and we're not encouraged to tap into creativity. And in so many ways, I think that starts with our parents and then at school and That's always been my way in is through writing and just using that as a way of reminding yourself that there's a lot more in there than you might have realized when you're in the world playing all the different roles that you play. I love what you just said about tapping into our own creativity and that's the fact that we all are creative. And I have a sense that many of our listeners will think, well, I'm not creative. <laughs> so how do we tap into our creativity? How do we do that? I think that it starts with acknowledging what is it that you truly love? What, what doesn't feel like an obligation or something that you have to do? Does taking you know, a walk outside feel like that? listening to music, what is it that you do with joy and with unbridled enthusiasm? And I think that's the best place to start. You know, it could be doodling in a, when you're in a class. It could be cooking. It could be anything that just comes naturally and, with it, and that is effortless. That's great. And who would think about cooking or doodling? Or Because often when we think about creativity, we think about how other people express their creativity. And that is often, you know, what we see in the world around us, music or writing or dancing or singing. So um, awesome. That's great. Lots of ways of being creative. So Kate, this is a question that we like to ask our guests. How can we all encourage other women and girls to confidently use their voice and claim their power? I would encourage young women and girls to try to separate from the roles they play and think about what gives them the most joy and what feels the most effortless for them to do and to pursue that in any way that they can. And as you said, it might only be 10 minutes a day, but just to recognize that that you're more than the roles that you're playing each and every day, and just to take time through writing or meditation or a walk, just to think about who you are without the labels. You are more than the roles that you play. That really resonates with me. So thank you for that powerful statement. And just thank you for for being with us and for sharing parts of your story. And to our listeners, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Power of Stories podcast. Thank you all for inviting me to come. I think the questions that you ask are just spot on. I think you bring the best out in the people whom you're interviewing. So thank you for taking the time to craft these beautiful and insightful questions. Kate, thank you very, very much for joining us today. And I'm especially loving this reminder that we can tap into our own creativity and whatever gives us joy, even if it's just for a couple of moments a day. (laughs) So that's great. That is really great advice. Yodit, always grateful to 
be doing these podcast recordings with you. Thank you so very much. And we send thanks out to Lisa DeJavine, who is the co-producer and editor of the Power of Stories podcast. So thank you very much, Kate. And thank you so much, Yodit. And thank you, Lisa. And to our listeners, we invite you to visit sayitforward.org, a place where you are welcome to share one or more stories about your unique path to empowerment. Or you can read the stories of other women and girls. This is Sharon Catherine D'Agostino and Yodit Kifle-Smith signing off for now and hoping you'll join us for our next episode of the Power of Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we do hope you'll give us a review and recommend the Power of Stories to a friend. And lastly, we want to remind you of the power of your story.